Good evening, CDN listeners. Welcome to This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago, and you're listening to This Week in Interview, a production of TDN Radio. It's Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's 8 p.m. in Dominica, 8 p.m. in St. Lucia, in the Eastern Caribbean, Grenada, Trinidad, St. Vincent. And on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m., we do This Week in Interview, where we have important discussions. We have thoughts that provoke you to 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 more thoughts to think into action and uh, what i like to say is that we like to give you information from a different angle from a different position if you can click your mouse press your remote uh, or, or read the newspaper and get what we're saying then there's no need for us there's no need for another um, noise in the space but this week in interview we try to bring you things from a different perspective and we try to find you persons who are experts in the field. We try to find you persons who have their life experience, their life work, their training in a particular area. And so we bring you a perspective from someone who knows what they're talking about. And tonight is no exception. I have a really exciting uh, guest tonight uh, who's going to talk to us about movies. If you saw the post that I did um, prior to the show, we're going to talk about movies and the and our ability to to produce movies in the Caribbean to create a movie industry. We've known with the recording of Pirates of the Caribbean and all these other shows uh, that the Caribbean has the potential to produce significant films, top earnings and the box office and all of that. But we want to do it in such a way that the Caribbean people are the ones who are benefiting from that. And so that's why that's my topic for this week's interview tonight. Uh, we are going to be discussing the the, the, the film industry, the, the, that part of our art and our culture, how we can capture our stories in film, put it on the screen, put it on our television, put it on the internet and for our people to be the ones benefiting from that. So let's take my usual um, start of the show where I play the CARICOM anthem because one of my passions is to see the Caribbean go forward as one country. I, I think any other way we try to go forward, we will simply be specks of sand in the Caribbean ocean, being flown around by the by the economic forces in the world and being buffeted by hurricanes and that sort of thing. So we have to go forward as one. And my little plug for that every week is to play the CARICOM anthem as it's done by beautiful Mikael Henderson, beautiful and talented Mikael Henderson. So let's listen to her as she does the CARICOM anthem. Then we take one quick word from our sponsor, Jacko, hosting. And uh, when we come back, my guest will be with me on uh, on the phone with me and we're going to have this discussion about the work that he's doing about in the movie industry developing the movie industry in the caribbean so let's listen to michael and we'll be right, be right back from many distant lands our forefathers came some seeking adventure some bound in chains Through battles waged and fought Through victory and pain By test of their courage 
registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. A G and D Enterprises Inc. All right, listeners, welcome back. Thanks for staying through the break, but I I don't see anybody living while Mikkel Henderson is um singing a Carrie Command. She does such a stellar job of doing that song. And of course, thank you to our our sponsor, Jacko Hosting. If you if you do your websites, um you can host your websites with them. I think they also offer radio hosting and that sort of thing. Just check them out. Um, jacko.com or you can go on GND services and get them from there. So thanks to them for sponsoring this week in interview. Uh, this week in interview, welcome back. <laughs> Me, Anthony Drago, we do this every Wednesday. My regular listeners, as usual, I don't take your, your time for granted. There's so many things competing for our time. So I'm really honored that you make me part of your schedule every Wednesday. And if tonight is your first time listening to us, I, I like to say I hope that by the end of the show you you think that we're worth your time as well and you too become a regular listener. Uh, tonight we are having our guest on on the show tonight, and as I told you before the break, tonight we're going to talk about movies, Caribbean movies. I grew up in the movie house in Dominica um, every day in the movie house, but it was mostly kung fu movies. And and we used to get a couple of things from Jamaica, Smile Orange and and Jimmy Cliff. We um, did the soundtrack for How Did They Come and, and that kind of thing. So there's there's a little bit of a history of 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 our Caribbean people actually doing movies back then. It never really stopped. I I think what what stopped probably was our way of conveying it to each other. We went into our own little islands and and sort of the Caribbean Sea kept it separated from the rest of us. And my guest tonight is trying to break that. My guest tonight has been working really hard in trenches and he's been achieving a lot. My, my guest on this weekend interview tonight is uh, my a brother. His name is Ed Umoja, Ed Umoja Herman. And I hope I'm saying that correct, Ed, but welcome to this weekend interview. Well, how's that, my Lord? Peace and blessings. I, I greet you in the name of God and the ancestors and whose footsteps I most humbly walk. It's great to be on with you tonight, brother. Awesome. I was so, I was so excited when I got introduced to you and even more so when you agreed to come on this weekend interview 
because I've been following your work online. I went on your website, I went on your Facebook page, and you do so much, and and so much of it is um, centered on the Caribbean. I, you do more than just the Caribbean, but a lot of your work is centered on the Caribbean, and I was super, super excited. So, so um, this weekend interview audience, I, I, you know, my distinct pleasure is to introduce you to our brother, Ed Umoja Herman, and he's the, <laughs> he's the president and, and founder of Umoja Communications. He also, also has been doing uh, an international film festival in St. Lucia. This year is going to be the fourth annual Piton International Film Festival. He calls it PIF. It sounds like something mystical, PIF. But anyway, my brother, <laughs> welcome to this weekend interview. It's such a delight to have you, man. Man, it's good to be on with you. I thank you and thank, I, um, like to thank your listeners for giving us the air tonight because, as you said, you know, we don't take our listeners for granted because they are the reason we do what we do. So I'd like to thank the listeners for spending some time with us tonight. Oh, yes. And um, they, I, have some, I have some loyal listeners that are, you know, they're, they're just golden. They're, they're golden. They stay with me every Wednesday night. They give me feedback. Um, they, keep, they keep me, you know, um, motivated and stimulated to get people like you, guests like you, who've done so much. Because the whole gist of this weekend interview is to get persons who, because of their life work, because of their training, because of their expertise, they have something to share that you wouldn't get from just turning on your television or going online or or reading a newspaper. They have something specific to share. And so uh, directly from your lips to their ears. And and we like to say at the end of the program, I like to leave my listeners with something actionable that they can do um, in, in regards to what we're talking about. But before we go too far along, let me give you the opportunity to... To give the listeners a little bit of a background of you, introduce yourself to them, give them your, you know, how you got started in this whole media, film, communication business, <laughs> and, and just tell us about you. Oh, well, yeah. well, basically, we, you know, we start where, where things, where things took place is that, you know, I'm, I'm a born Lucian. You know, I'm from St. Lucia. I've been in the U.S. since 1968. So all my education and my business connections and everything is based in the U.S. I'm a U.S.-based company, but with, with Lucian or Caribbean roots. Um, we started the company, um, Omoja Photo, back in 1991, but I've been shooting. I've been behind the camera since the 70s. So I've been behind the camera for quite a while now. And so in 1991, we started a company called Omoja Photo. And, you know, I tell people all the time, and this is something, you know, Brother Anthony, we have to be very conscious of when we deal with our young people, is that, you know, God gives us talents, unique talents. And as we use these talents, what we think we might be doing is not where we probably will end up. Because I never thought I would end up in the film industry, because my my degree is in aerospace. I work, I work in the space program for over 20 years. Uh-huh. Okay. You're a space so, guy. You know, you're, you're a very smart guy when you talk about it's not it's not rocket science. You're right up in there. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been, I was blessed. And I, I went to school, and that's what I'm telling young people: get go to school, get your education. It's very important because you know it's going to open many other doors for you as you look at things. So I've been shooting as photography was a fun was was my hobby, right? Mm-hmm. But when I went when I went when I went away to college, my hobby helped me put money in my pocket because I was good at it. So people used to give me their cameras to take pictures for my birthday parties at weddings and so forth and so on. So I used photography 
to help me um, put some extra money in my pocket when I was in college. When I came out, I said, in 1991, I went, I started my business with the assistance of an elder who told me I should start my business. And then in 19, as we went through, you know, and this is the, what we had to let our young people know, Brother Anthony, there's a process to everything. Whatever you want to do, there's a process, there's steps you must take to get to where you want to go to. It's not an over, nothing is overnight. Right. Okay. And we have to be very, we have to really let our young people see it because unfortunately, sometimes they think it's a microwave theory that they should have everything right now. And it's a process. So from 1991 on up, um, in 1995, you know, I, I went out and I said to myself, you know, I, I, want to take my business to the next level. So there was a gentleman, a lot of people probably, a lot of your listeners probably know this gentleman named Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton. Right. Mm-hmm. I called his office. I said, listen, I want to be your photographer. He said, well, you know what? I don't have money to pay you, but come if you want. So my first official job with Reverend Sharpton as his personal photographer was the Million Man March in 1995. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he they put me on their bus with, with their people and they took me down to Washington, D.C. to shoot the Million Man March. And, here I was at the front of the, the stage shooting all these pictures, and you know that opened my eyes to a so lot. Some of, of these images that we've been seeing of Shapton or the Million Man March might might really be some of your work. Yeah, it might be some of my work because I was with him for six years. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, through him, you know, and you know, and that's why you know, sometimes we have to be really careful in that, brother Anthony. That. We have to stay on point on what we want to do because a lot of people told me I should not work for them or this, all kinds of, people gave me a lot of reasons why I shouldn't be there. But a lot of people did not ask me why I was there. What was my goal? Right. My goal was to build my business. And in the, and working for him for six years, I ended up working with Jesse Jackson. I worked, I worked with, um, I did, so this, the Rainbow Push people came in that he, he sent them over, sent me over there to work for them. Um, I worked with attorney Johnny Cochran on a high-profile case right there in New York City. I mean, I worked across the board. I mean, I was I was in a room with the first lady of the United States at the time, which was Hillary Clinton when she came. I worked. I shot pictures of Michael Jackson with him. I shot pictures of James Brown. I mean, I did a lot of things because I I I knew what I wanted to do. I took my steps, even though the people around me didn't know what I was. Like, oh, why you got a good job? You got this and that. And I'm saying that so young people who are listening to me and listening to us understand. Find, a, find what you want to do and put a process down. Make sure you, you plan your work and work your plan. Okay? And that's what I did. So until uh, so to 2001, when I left Reverend Sharpton to do more, to do more things, and while I was there, I, I, I did his photo club for him. I got, I, did a, I, had a, I got a lot of exposure while I was there with people behind congressmen, senators, a lot of people, newspapers used my work. You know, I did a lot of things. And in the same time, I was going back and forth to St. Lucia in 1998. I started going back and forth to St. Lucia. And um, I started shooting a jazz festival down there. Right. And the first person I, con- I contacted when I went back to St. Lucia in 1998, because my mom retired and moved back. And we had, and once again, the process. You know, the, the father of the, the nation of St. Lucia is Sir John Compton. And one of his speeches in the 90s, he, he, he challenged and he called on nationals overseas to come home and help make our country better. And so my mother, who put a camera in my hand when I was a little boy, she decided when she retired to move back to St. Lucia. And her whole thing was, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go back and see. And this is where, you know, when we talk about spirituality and God, she didn't think she could do anything. But the unique thing about how God used her when she went back, I went with her to help set up, you know, help get her set up in the house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so her movement wasn't for herself. It was actually to bring me back to St. Lucia. Right, right. 
Okay. And when I went back to St. Lucia, the first person I called was a good friend of mine I met in New York named Jerry George. Oh, and I called, I called, yeah, I called Jerry George. I knew him from New York because he, he had found me at a, at a show I did in New York because he found out I was a Lucian. They had put my name in the newspaper and said I was a Lucian. So when he saw that, he came and he found me in Harlem and we started talking. So when he moved back to St. Lucia after that, when I went down in 1998, I contacted him and he put me in contact with some young people in St. Lucia. Right. And, and that was my reintroduction to my homeland. When you say Jerry Judge, there is, there is, um, a journalist in St. Vincent named Jerry Judge that I, I have on my program regularly. Would that be the same Jerry Judge? You no, Jay, no, this, no, the Jerry George, he's based in St. Lucia. He's in St. Lucia. Okay. I think he, still, he teaches or he works with the um, Monroe College in, in St. Lucia, if okay. I'm going to correct right, right now. Right. Yeah. So he put me in touch with young people and uh, a lot of you know, young people. And I say, like, this is young people in their 20s and stuff like that. And because I was looking, he gave me the name of a couple of models so I could do some photo shoots and stuff like that. I was running my business. And in the process of doing that, I started talking to these young people. And what I found out is these young people in St. Lucia, they all had these really great dreams and they were working really hard, but they were missing one or two pieces of the puzzle. And I saw that I had those one or two pieces. Being in the United States for such a long time and all, all the connections I had through my, my media, my, my photography company, which was now called UCCI at that time, mm-hmm. I found out, I saw I, I could, I could probably help them connect those dots. And so my, my work in St. Lucia really earnestly started in 1998. And I started going back and, and talk, I started shooting the jazz. Every year I went back, I shot the jazz, the jazz, and then we, you know, and so forth and so on. So in order to come fast forward in, in 2005, my mom made her transition. And when I went home to bury her, you know, I just said, I'm, you know, at that point, I just thought my mom left a, get, a gift for me. And the gift was, here's your homeland. Use your gift and make it work. And so that opened in 2005, I really put the pedal to the metal. and we, I really started doing more things in St. Lucia mm-hmm. and making connections with people. And so in 2009, when I started my uh, when I started my nonprofit Sisters in Harmony, you know we started doing more things and uh, more things in the U.S. and bringing the pieces, all the pieces of my background, start coming together. So you started you started an organization called Sisters in Harmony. Yeah, it's a, it's a registered nonprofit in the U.S. and we took it to St. Lucia too. There's several people in St. Lucia who know about Sisters in Harmony. But, but I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm pausing on the fact of Sisters. I mean, I, mean, I saw it on your website, but I, just, I assumed it was probably. Um, um, uh, something you you were supporting or part of? I didn't think you were. St- I guess my the stereotype because it's a sister in harmony <laughs> started by started, started by a young man. Uh, well, you know the thing about I guess the thing about sisters in harmony. It, it, um, it started with me and, and three other sisters. Okay. Okay. And the whole point of the, the foundation of sisters in harmony was to put more positive images of our women back into the community on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. Right. Because we were just tired of seeing the, the images of our women in such a derogative way and that being called out their names. So, so we started this organization to start putting more images of our women back into the community. And that's where it started in 2009. And then we started doing a lot of posters. If you see my website, there's a lot of posters on my website. I designed all those. So right now, I am the founder and the president of Sisters in Harmony also, which is a registered nonprofit. And we went, we went forward with that. And, and when, when in, um, in 2000, I stopped going to Solution from 2009 to 2011, 2012, because I was really building the organization. I was building Sisters in Harmony. So I was traveling around the United States. I went to England. 
for Sisters in Harmony, we, we got to the point where we had over over 700 members worldwide. Wow. Yeah. Let's give, let's, give, the, let's give people the, the website so they can go on there, even while you're talking about it. Um, they can go on there and get some of some and and see it while we're talking. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. umojaphoto.com. I think from there they can branch off into all the other things that you do. U M O J as in J A umojaphoto.com. If you go to that website, you're going to be amazed at all the length and breadth of work. That's, that that this young man that we're talking to has has done and has accomplished, and uh, as I said, when I saw the work of Sisters in Harmony, I did not think it was founded by a man because it seems to capture so much of the essence of our of our women that I was pretty sure it was put together by by sisters. But then you said you did it in collaboration <laughs> with sisters, so but yeah, yeah but if, but you can go on there, um, Umoja photo.com and um and you can see all the work even while you even while you listen to to the amazing story that we're hearing from my guest on this week in interview mr ed umoja herman the president and founder of umoja communications and of course the the founder of the piton international film festival so let's let's get back to to what we're talking about so 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 far you you you've told us that you your passion was photography photography and and then also when you went back to St. Lucia and you found all of these young people, particularly young sisters who needed um, somebody to help them um, connect their their desires, their dreams with, with, with a vehicle that could take them there you you, you helped found this organization called Sisters in Harmony. so let's let's just go and continue telling us about you. Yeah, well, with, um, thank you, Anthony, Anthony. So what we did with Sisters in Harmony, we did, we took it to St. Lucia. We took it, we had, we had members in St. Lucia, Barbados, um, Trinidad. We even had some people in Jamaica, in the Eastern, in the Western Caribbean who came on board. And like I said, we had, we had over close, over 700 members at one time in the organization. And because the people, the sisters was hungry. So what we did, um, several things in San Lucia with sisters and army. In the process of when we started the organization in 2009, we also started our own radio, you know, our own blog radio network. We have, we still have it. We do that also. You know, we need, you always need a way to communicate with you, like you, like you on your show. You always need a way to communicate with the people. Okay. And so we, we had a, ra we have a radio show. We do that also with that. And when we, in 2000, come on, because I know I'll come up a little. On 2014, mm -hmm. I had a on the radio show. There's a gentleman who helped me because I'm heavily into the martial arts. You know, you know, if you look at my website, you see a lot of martial arts stuff. We we did a lot of stuff, with, a lot of stuff with the martial arts. We still do throughout the United States and overseas also. And um, in 2014, on the radio show, we had a guest, and this sister was she had a film festival in New York. I had just I had just come back from St. Lucia's Jazz, which is in May, Mother's Day weekend. I had just come back and we're doing a radio show. She's talking about this film festival she's doing in New York. So I said, well, you know, I want to talk to you about that. So I said, what about, can we, do you think we could do a film festival in St. Lucia? And she said, yeah. I said, what about next year? She said, no, what about this year? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking about next year. She's thinking about this year. So I came back to, I came back to the U.S. in May after Mother's Day in 2014. Start talking to her. 
And then we went back to St. Lucia in July of 2014 to do the press for what was called PFF at the time. Okay, my wife and I, we went back. We went back there with her. And, you know, the reason I'm so successful, Brother Anthony, I have a phenomenal wife on my side. I, I believe that. I, <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's, I, I, I mean, I could talk to her, but I could talk about, but she does everything you see I do and I'm a successful in is because she supports me 1,000%. I'll give her something. I always say to her, no, I give it to her. She takes it. She makes it better and she gives it back to me all the time. That is awesome. And, and that's why, that's why, you know, if you look at my website and see the stuff I'm doing, 90% of the stuff on my website came after I met her. Okay. This, you know, this is talking about, and that's why I have such a lot of respect for women. And in my organize, in my company, we don't touch anything that disrespect women. Right. If the music is disrespecting women, if what you're doing is disrespecting women in a negative light, we will not work with you. That's I have zero tolerance for that because I have so many phenomenal women around me that support me each and every day here in the U.S. in Saint Lucia, all over in, in in Africa, that really support me. And for me to touch something that disrespect them to say I'm making money on it, I don't think I, I could not look at them in the face and and do that. So I have a zero tolerance for that. And so, and, that, and that's, that's something, you know, as people look at my website, they'll see that. So in two recognition awards, and then we have a package that we, a package that we give them for coming to St. Lucia in August with us. And the reason I did that is because, Anthony, I wanted us as a people to stop competing on everything we do. Now, I've been in the martial arts for, since the 80s. I'm, I'm into competitions. I love competition. But I said, is there, is there a place where we could sit down and collaborate with each other instead of competing all the time? Okay, and you stop and you think about that. You know, you watch the Oscars, you watch everything, everything. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? And I was like, I don't want to. I want to have a place where we don't compete, where we sit down and we start talking to each other. Where and we collaborate in that money, in the economics of that money that's spent. So when I looked around, I said, Wait a minute, how many movies are shot in the Caribbean? You know, like wait a second. I mean, and you know, I mean, you see the money. It's a Anthony, it's a multi-trillion-dollar industry. It's not a million. It's not a billion. It's a trillion-dollar, a multi-trillion-dollar industry that we are looking at. Wow. Yeah, you know, and people say what a lot of people don't think about. But if you think the film industry is the only industry on this planet that uses every vocation you could think of, you think of a vocation. The film industry either uses it in front of camera or they use it behind the camera to help them tell the story in front of the camera. Right. You, have any, you have any vocation on this planet, the film industry uses it on some level, 5%, 10%, whatever. That's how powerful this industry is, and, we're, and we are not embracing it and using it in the, East, in the Caribbean like we should. So it could be an engine of growth, right? A seriously. <laughs> imagine taking a multi... Anthony, imagine taking a multi-trillion dollar industry and attaching it to tourism. <laughs> I'll give you an example that I tell people all the time. I use, and I use this gentleman a lot because everyone knows who this. I use, I use Denzel Washington as, my, as, a, as an example. If Denzel Washington came to St. Lucia to, sh um, to shoot a movie, he, he will take a day or half a day or a couple of days to go enjoy the tourism of the island, right? Right. But if Denzel Washington came to St. Lucia to, on vacation... He will not take a day to go shoot a movie because the movie is a whole pre-production, production, production pull. You got to have a whole crew and everything. Everything has to be set up months in advance. So 
as you can see, the film industry will feed tourism. Okay? So I always tell people, the film industry is a very big independent muscle. That's the reality of it. And the reason I'll tell you that, tourism is a dependent muscle. Okay? And we have to be real about it. That's what tourism is a dependent muscle. And what I mean by that, Brother Anthony, is that no matter how nice your hotels are, no matter how many things you have on your island, you are still dependent on someone getting on the plane and coming to the Caribbean on a ship. So you are still dependent on someone make, doing an action before you make money in tourism right. in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So it's a dependent muscle. Now, the film industry is a, is a major independent muscle. It's still dependent, but it's more independent than dependent. And what I mean by that is this. If we shoot a movie in St. Lucia, that movie is exported all over the world. People who are not going to come to St. Lucia, who never came to St. Lucia, will find out about St. Lucia. And I'll, I'll give you an example, Brother Anthony. Right now, the PIF is talking to people in Botswana and the government of Botswana. St. Lucia has never done anything with Botswana. But here's a film industry, a film festival now opening the door to where this year they're sending seven people, seven people from the country of Botswana is coming to St. Lucia for piss. Wow. Now, tourism did not do that, but tourism will benefit from it. When they come to St. Lucia, mm -hmm. yeah, they will be doing things in St. Lucia, enjoying the island. You know, so you that's why I say... You so, so what, what you're saying that, what I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it in context. Because most of the islands now have some kind of music festival. Yeah. And the music festival in itself sometimes doesn't make a profit or make a significant profit. But all the associated industry that benefit, the hotels, like Dominica has the World Creole Music Festival. All the mm -hmm. hotels are booked. All the restaurants are always filled for that weekend. Uh, people come to, to the festival almost more than people come for carnival. So I see what you're saying as a film festival as something similar, but on a grander scale and affecting mm -hmm. even more industry and having the potential to contribute to the economy even more. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad you said, because think about this, Brother Anthony. What we're doing with PIF, we tell people it's a 12-month global initiative. Okay? It's not one week. We do PIF one week in St. Lucia, and that one week is, is where we stop, we celebrate the work we have done, the work we will do, and the work we are getting ourselves in preparation to do. Okay? But this is a perfect way to segue to, 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 to let's go into PIF a little bit. Let's go into the Piton International Film Festival into more detail. And to give mm -hmm. the listeners, uh, you know, an idea, a synopsis of, of what takes place at the film festival. Well, and this is where PIF, another, reason, another way PIF is very unique. Like I said, we took competition out this collaboration. The second thing is what my wife and I have been doing is that if we want to entice filmmakers to come to the Caribbean and shoot, and we want them to use the resources in the Caribbean, we have to make sure our people are properly educated on the standards of, shoot, of shooting a film. Right. So what we have done is we have focused a lot of energy on workshops. So we have workshops, a lot of workshops. We have, this year, we're going to have more workshops in PIT than we ever had before. Okay? So it's to show the world that, you know what, listen, we can do this and look at us do it. Secondly, we, we, we talked to a lot of filmmakers and we, we 
doing our best to entice them to come to St. Lucia. We say, listen, we will work with you. What we would like you to do when you come to St. Lucia to shoot other Eastern Caribbean, we want you to have a mentorship program and an internship program. Because as you, when you were talking before at the beginning, you talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. How many people did Pirates of the Caribbean train while they were down there? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what we tell people, listen, when you come and shoot in St. Lucia, we'd like you to have an internship program and a mentorship program. Bring some young people on set. So that way, when you leave, they have the knowledge and they can continue to do it themselves. And 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 it's not we're not just talking about well being able to do the camera work and so on. We're talking about bringing carpenters on there to learn how to build a set, um, bring exactly. artists on there how to know how to decorate a set and create it and and, and and all of those things. And I agree with you. Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed in Dominic, I think two or three of 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 the sequels, and it topped the box office in the U.S. And apart from the time that the people were there, I'm not sure how else Dominica benefited. I know, I know one of the things that happened is a lot of Americans discovered Dominica and went down there and bought land. There's a lot of um, Americans who own land in Dominica right now because of Pirates of the Caribbean. But when we talk mm-hmm. about in a sustainable way, you know, way where the people benefit and, and can develop themselves, I am totally in sync with what you're saying. That when people, when these folks come, we get our young people, our local people to work with them, our carpenters learn how to build the sets, our, our cosmetologists, our makeup people learn to do makeup, our artists learn to, to decorate our sets. Of course, we train people to do camera work, our writers learn how to write scripts. All of those things, I think, are, are what yeah. we have to shoot for. Oh, yeah, because, you know, for example, a carpenter knows how to build a build a house, right? Right. But when you, when you build a house for a film, a film set is built totally different because it's, it's built to take apart very quickly. Right. Okay? So you have, you have walls that's really, that, that collapse very quickly. So you need to know how to build that. That's an art form. That's a job. Okay? Now, let me ask you a question, and your listeners, you know, what is the, the, what is the most important job in the film industry? <laughs> I, 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 I'm I sure you're not going to take me into the actors and the actresses, right, and the camera person. Uh, I would say the most, powerful, uh, the, most, the most powerful job in the film industry is the writers. The writers, definitely. Yep. Because without a writer, you have no script. Denzel can't say, Viola Davis can't say her line. No actor could, to, to, can say a line if the writer doesn't write it. How many times have you seen a writer in front of the camera? Writers are behind the camera. That's a serious job. Right. And we have some great writers in the Caribbean. A lot of our stories have not been told yet because why? Because we haven't used all our assets to make it happen. The next important job is an editor. Someone has to edit that film correctly so that way you know what? It's a good film. So people sit there, they enjoy it. The soundtrack is right and everything is correct. The lighting, all that stuff. Those are serious jobs that, you know what? Imagine if this, the 12 months in this year that Chris has, imagine if we are able to bring two or three movies to the Caribbean every year. And, now, and bring them properly in the sense that, <laughs> in the sense that when they when they leave, they leave all that skill and talent behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, the film industry is so powerful. That's why countries and communities are fighting to bring films films into the community. You know, when we had you know Hurricane Katrina that destroyed, you know, that really destroyed um, New Orleans, right? One, do you know one of the things they helped to help rebuild New Orleans is the film industry. They still shoot a series on it called NCIS New Orleans. Yes. There was, there's several movies were shot in New Orleans. When a film industry, when the film industry come into your community, 
they actually enhance or build your infrastructure for you. Because they had to have roads to move the equipment. So they put a road down. They have to have the, the, electric, the electricity, the light, the wiring in the building have to be right for, for equipment. So they, they, will, they will help with the lighting. They'll, they'll, they'll fix things up so they can get their movies done. So what does that do for the government of the country? That means the government no longer has to, the government doesn't have to put that money into the infrastructure because the film industry is putting money into the infrastructure. All the government has to do now is maintain it. So we have to think about that. So now that that, that that frees up money that the government can now use on other parts of the country. You know, that is, that's why the film industry is so powerful. That's why so many people, you know, when, when there's a depression, they still make films. When there's a recession, they still make films. Okay? That's how powerful it is. See, that's why I said that the, the tourist, tourist industry is a great industry. It's, it is a dependent industry because when people lose their jobs, the first thing they do is stop, is stop traveling internationally start traveling more locally right right but what but people still go to the movies people they still go out and they still go to the movies so they still make movies they make movies all year round that's how powerful this industry this is a multi-trillion dollar industry and you stop the only the the, the biggest the, the biggest english-speaking country in the caribbean that's using the film industry to to, to a good level is trinidad and tobago oh really i was going to say jamaica no, no, Trinidad is ahead of Jamaica because Trinidad has been doing it. This year is Trinidad's 12th, um, and I remember, yeah, this year is the 12th, um, year for the, for the film festival. Okay. And, and the, it's a Caribbean film festival or international? It's, it's international. They have people from all over the world who come there. Okay. okay. And, and they do a lot of things to where the government is working with the, with, the, with the film industry to help give concessions to entice people to come to Trinidad and shoot films. So Trinidad, I always tell Trinidad, I always tell people Trinidad is our big brother in when it comes to the film industry in the English, English speaking Caribbean, because they have set the path. They have set the road. They have set it up. And you see what they're doing in Trinidad, and we could actually look at that. I mean, like I said, the thing about Kiss and St. Lucia, we don't do competitions, so we don't give awards out for best anything. They do that in Trinidad, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And so we look at how can we entice people to come to St. Lucia and shoot in St. Lucia. But St. Lucia has everything they need. Everything, St. Lucia has the infrastructure. St. Lucia, everything, everything we need to shoot films in St. Lucia, we have. Right. What we, what we don't have is the structure of a film industry. Right, the laws we have and, and tax structure and, and all of those things. Exactly. So the, we, we have people that are shooting stuff. I mean, you know, you have Ken Lil John who shot a good movie, a documentary called Who, you know, who, are, who Am I? Last year, it's been, it's been very successful. You have, um, you have um, Brother Ted Senefer who does some great videos on the island. You have a lot of great people. You have some people doing some, um, if I'm, Divina Lee that's released her next short, um, last week, I do believe. So you have a lot of illusions on the island doing some awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. What we need to do now is connect them globally. And that's why Tiff is there. That's why this year, you know, we have people coming from Botswana. We have people come from all the United States. And what we do with Tiff also, we look at the whole industry. So we, we do a poetry jam. Okay. We do a music, we do a music, we do, we do music. Mm -hmm. Every year, every year, I have a new theme song written for Piff, and it has to be written by a Lucian as a point person, but with other artists from around the world with them. Right. So this year, I, this year, our our theme song being written by Sharon Dukes Bryce. Okay, Yannick Hooper from from Barbados is working with is going to be is going to be supporting it. The people coming from Botswana is going to be supporting. It. So you're going to have a you're going to have a song. It's, it's, and it shows the world that Lucians could write music that's internationally 
that's that's out there. We know that already. So we have Boo Hingston, we have all these we have um, you know, we have Claudia Edwards, we have Lucians going all over the world doing that. So but now we bring it home, we're gonna show them what we could do at home with the homegrown artists in St. Lucia. So Sean sure Deuce Bryce is gonna be leading the leading the pack this year our for our for our music for our theme song. And in the process of PIP, we're gonna be shooting our music video so people could see the actual shooting of a music video on the island. We did it last year. A music video of a of a of a local artist or uh, no, we're gonna shoot a we're gonna shoot a we're gonna shoot a music video for our theme song. For the theme song, okay. Yeah, so we're gonna be we did that last year. We had champion reasons last year. We've we've been doing a theme song every year, but last year was the first the first time we actually shot our music video. Because in two thousand yeah, in two thousand fourteen we had a song called Push Push. Right. Right. In 2015, we had, um, Time to Shine, which Claudia Edwards gave us to use. You know, Claudia Edwards did it. Last year, we had Reasons, which was, which was a spoken word piece by, um, Zylor and, um, and I call her Princess Kamaya Lizette, who's a Lucia who lives in the UK. Mm-hmm. And Zylor lives in St. Lucia. So this year, we have Sharon Deuce Bryce doing the song for us. And what that does, and the reason I'm doing that, brother, and is I want to show the world that we can do this in St. Lucia. So the only way we could show them is that we have to do it ourselves, and then we market it out there. And not only show the world, is showing St. Lucians what can be done in St. Lucia by St. Lucians. Yes. Yes, definitely. So, you know, we, we have all these things happening. And like, you know, as you know, this year, um, Sister Catherine, Catherine's coming in, the, the filmmaker coming in from Montserrat. She's originally from, um, Dominica. From Dominica. She's coming in. Mm-hmm. And she's coming in to St. Lucia to work with us. She was my guest yeah. on this weekend interview two Wednesdays ago. And, and she's excited about, um, about our film festival. She's, she's hoping to screen one of her short films at the festival I hear. Yeah, she's working on this. We've been talking about that. And she's she's and she's in the um in the post production stage with it. So you know we you know we've Hopefully been supporting as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something you know, we have to let people know. And those who are listening who don't who might not understand the language, a film is broken down into three major three major parts. You have the pre production when people go out and they scout the locations, they get the clothing, they get everything they need, they get the equipment, they see what equipment they need. The pre production is with all the preparation, just like when you bake a cake, you go get the flour, the eggs, and everything you need, right? The production is when you actually shoot the film. The post-production is when you go, you look, you, you put your soundtracks down, you know, your special effects, you like the, the movie, the, 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 um, the, the Avengers and all the, the superhero stuff, when they do all the special effects mm-hmm. done in post-production. So you have three major parts of film, of a film. The pre-production, the production, and the post-production. You know, and, and, you know, we talk about the number of industry that's affected by, that, that's positively affected by the film industry. Music, music is such a major part of a film. And the Caribbean, of course, if we if there's anything else that we're known for, we're known for music. So, so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a perfect, it's just a perfect match. We have we have the destinations, we have the backdrop, we have the music, we have the culture, and we have a history and a tradition of telling stories. And that is where yeah. that is that is what's exciting me about this whole idea of a film industry in the Caribbean because all of us grew up telling stories. In Dominica we say Messi quick. You know, somebody <laughs> says quack and somebody tells a story. You know? Or or we might have a, a riddle. Say Tim Tim. Somebody says Boasek and you say, you give a riddle and somebody says a riddle and somebody else gives the answer. As yes. kids we would be sitting um I grew up on the East Coast so we had no electricity. So on the moonlight we would be sitting around a big rock, a big stone or something in the village and telling stories to each other. Or we would be inside, and the adults mm. would tell us stories. And, and we have such a history of storytelling. 
And that is what, to me, a film industry would do. It, it, it would take something that we are very good at, telling our story, and it, it just gives us a different medium, a different means of, of packaging that story in such a way that we can now present it to our, our kids, our future generation, and we can present it to the world. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. produce a very good living for our people. So, yeah. so I think it's a brilliant idea. I think you're doing brilliant work. Um, this is the fourth year of PIF, and I, I don't see I don't see any reason why you would stop anytime soon. And what we would hope is that um, it would catch fire and spread to the other islands. Well, that's what we you know. That's what we're working on. You know, in Dominica, we have Doctor Dublin who's helping us a lot. In Dominica, you know, Sister um, Catherine's in Montserrat. We have Brother Cliff Giddens, who's a filmmaker in Barbados, working with us. So you know, we have people in the, throughout the Caribbean working with us. We have people in Africa working with us. We have we have three countries we work with in, in Africa. We have South Africa, we have Botswana, we have we have Tanzania. We have people there. We have two co-hosts in our radio show who are live in South Africa with us every month. So you know. We, as we build this, you know, all the moms who are listening to me, um, the husband, the wives, you know, the mo- the aunties and stuff like that, think about the stories you knew growing up as a li- of the woman and how many of those stories you know that has not been told. Even now the men, think of how many stories you know growing up in, in the Caribbean that has not been. The reason it hasn't been told yet is because we have not invested in us in the film industry like we should. Okay. If we want our story so, Brother Anthony, we're going to have to do it ourselves because if someone else do it, they will never do it as good as us. And, right? they will, and they will tell it to their own benefit. Exactly. So this is not, and this is why, you know, we, um, I tell people the four pieces of the pillars, the four foundations that we need in PIF, and, you know, across the board, but I talk about, we talk about PIF mm-hmm. that we need and we've been working to make it successful. One, you need hotels. Right. Okay. Because when people come to the United States someplace. Right. Two, you need restaurants. Mm-hmm. People have to eat every day. They need to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So three, you need transportation. People got to move around the islands. Okay. And four, you need communications, radio, TV, newspapers, so you know what's going on. When you have those four pieces, and that's why, you know, we have been talking to the hotels and the restaurants in St. Lucia. And, you know, because who's going to benefit from that? I don't, own a, I don't own a hotel in St. Lucia. But when we bring people to St. Lucia, they stay at hotels. Right. Okay, they go to restaurants and eat. They use the transportation to get around. So we're talking to those industries right now. Say, listen, we have a we have a multi-trillion-dollar industry that we are trying to tap into. We need you to work with us because in the long run, guess what? And the reason we have PIF in August, Brother Anthony, because August is normally a slow season in St. Lucia. Now we have to remember, twenty-six years ago. Because this is a 26 year for jazz in St. Lucia. 26 years ago, they started, the gentleman who started jazz and put it in May because May was a slow month for St. Lucia. And that's why they started, one of the reasons why jazz was in May. Jazz was in May. Was to bring more in, to bring more, bring more people to the island in May because it was a slow season. Right. And now look what we go, look where jazz is 26 years later, look where it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. We saw a piss in August. August is a slow month. And it's the last month before the kids go back to school. So parents who want to get the last hooray in and go out to something, or people who want to go away before to get back you know, to, the full, the, to the full work schedule in September, this is an opportunity for them to get away to a Caribbean island, enjoy the island, have fun, watch some movies, get to meet people. We have, right now I have three filmmakers who have verbally said to me, once this gets going, they will bring their film to St. Lucia and shoot it. Can you imagine that? 
<laughs> Even one and major it, film a year is huge, you know. Yeah, and then Richard Ed, man, listen, if you can get this going, this is what this is what we need. I like what they tell what they tell me they need. We already have. I said, yeah, yeah we got that down there. Mm-hmm. We just had, we just had, we just got to put it together, and make it work. And the advantage of St. Lucia over Dominica is that I can jump on a plane and be in St. Lucia. Exactly. And that's what, and that's what myself, that's what myself pitch to people. I could jump on a, I could go, I could go to Kennedy Airport, jump on JetBlue and be in St. Lucia before three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and start shooting, start shooting my, my music video, my, my, on, on uh, Thursday night, finish it by finish Saturday night, jump back on the plane Sunday and be back to work on Monday. Right. And if you're a U.S. citizen, you don't need a visa. You just need your passport. You just need your passport. You need your passport to get back into the U.S. Not even get well, they, well, they won't let you leave. The, well, after 9-11, they won't let you leave the country. They won't let you leave. They, without, they won't leave the yeah. country without the proper documents anymore because now the airlines are responsible for that now. Right. right so right. The, the, the thing is, is that we have the opportunity in the Eastern Caribbean to tap into a multi-trillion dollar industry. And unfortunately, some of the governments are slowing moving. Now, let me, and I say that in total respect because, listen, if Marvel comic books want to come and shoot the next Captain America, I'm going to we know they're not going to do that because it's shooting in Atlanta, Georgia. But if Marvel comic books say, listen, we want to come to St. Lucia and Dominica and shoot the next Captain America movie. And, and then the, the governments of Dominica and St. Lucia just dragging their feet. They're going to go to, they're going to go to somewhere else. They ain't going to wait for you. They're, <laughs> they're, they're going to <laughs> go somewhere else. Because, because you know these people, you know, and I say Marvel comes. Marvel Comics has a, has a, a calendar from 2007 all the way to 2021. I think of films they're gonna make, they wanted to make. Okay, right. From 2007 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we look at that, so that means they go, that means they have locations they're gonna be looking for. Where's the Eastern Caribbean in on their map of looking for places to shoot their next um, superhero and, movie? And we have so many advantages. We speak English. We're close. We have yeah. stable governments. We, we're very friendly. We have low crime. I mean, everything you think of that would bring these people and have them... It'd be more of a, of a vacation than working for these guys if they come to Dominica to do a movie. It's a win-win situation for them. And so what we need to do now, we, we, need, we need the people, the, we need the, the nationals up here to start putting pressure on the government back home and start talking, hey, how come we don't, how come this is not, because, you know, I, I, I've been very blessed, and I, I thank God for my blessing, is that people, this is our fourth year now, people are starting to listen to us. We have more people this year showing interest in PIF than ever before. And one of the reasons that we have a business partner in Solution now, Ted Paul, um, Sister Maureen Fontenelle, who's the owner of Ted Paul, we are now partners with her. So we actually, this year, um, PIF opening opening day, August 13th, will be done at Ted Paul and Sufair. Okay. This year also, um, PIF starts on the 13th, but the 11th and the 12th, one of my clients, he's been my client for over, tw- over 10 years, is um, Master Jose Torres, who's a martial artist, a Taekwondo, he's eight, I think he's an eight-degree black belt now. He's bringing his world tournament to St. Lucia with us. Wow. So, for, so from August 11th and 12th, it's going to be a world to- karate tournament in St. Lucia. It's going to be held at the CDF in Castries. Master Torres is doing that, and he's working in conjunction with Pitt. This year? This year. Mm-hmm. August 11th and 12th. He's gonna have a two-day event. He's gonna be on our. He, we've been, he's been playing this. Cause he does this tournament every other year in a different country. He's done it in Trinidad already. 
So now he's coming to St. Lucia. He's, and so he, he, I mean, I've been with him in Canada. I've been to Trinidad with him because I'm his, I, I'm his photographer. I, do sh- I shoot stuff for him. Okay. So I've been talking about St. Lucia for years, and finally, with, with the help of Sensei Benny, in, in, who runs a good martial arts program in St. Lucia, Sensei Benny, you know, twisted his own body. You know, Sensei Benny got him to come to St. Lucia, and so now we, he's coming to St. Lucia two days before Piff, and then on the 13th, Piff kicks off. Piff is from the 13th to the 8th. To the, to the, to the 20th. 18th, 13th to the 20th of August. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we have that, and, and through that week, it's a whole week of stuff. We, we're going to be doing, we have, we have poets coming in from the U.S. It's going to be doing, we have poets coming in from, we have, we have, we're working with the Corn Secondary School, Corn Secondary School, we're doing, a, we're doing all-day classes with them, okay, on, on the Wednesday, on, I think it's a Wednesday, I, I have this, we have the schedule, and then on Monday, excuse me, on Thursday, we do have Corn. On the Monday, the 14th, we're doing the same thing at, in Sufre Secondary School, uh, the Sufre Secondary School. We already spoke to the head teacher. The person, she's excited about working with us. So we go. We actually we have martial arts going to be coming in some training. We have people going to be doing writing. We're going to have a full day of school at a school at two different schools in St. Lucia this this year. Wow. Why are Why are we doing that? Because once again, the education. We have to give the people the education. So when, if I'm able to go into Sony or Warner Brothers, I can say, listen, we have people trained there. We already trained them. Right. Okay. And you know the exchange rate of the U.S. dollar to the E.C. dollar is almost three to one. Almost three to it's, one, definitely. So that so so the American dollar is going to go even further for them down there. It's a win-win situation for them. But if we do not set it up, they will not come. You know the whole thing: if you build it, they will come. We need to build it. Right. And, and that's what Piff is doing. And that's what we, I reach out to a lot. I mean, um, if you look at the artwork, every year we have art, uh, uh, an artwork, a signature art piece. This year, last year she did it for us. This year she's doing a sister named Shallon. I always mess up her last name. Shelly Dane. Shallon, she is based, she's a Lucian based in Canada. And if you see that, that, that colorful piece you see on my, on the PIF, on the PIF page, mm-hmm. that's her. She did okay. that for us and wow, she's based, she's based, yeah. yeah, it's a Lucian. Wait, so I, I challenge Lucian to give me something that I can use to sell the country. And in, in the process of doing that, their, their business is highlighted. So Shallon is doing that artwork. Sharon Deuce Bryce is doing the music for us. We have Lucian doing poetry. And we have, and then we, we invite the, the world to come to St. Lucia in August and see what we can do. So St. Lucia truly have an international event in August with us. And I'm going to come. I told you I'm coming, right? TDN, yeah, Radio, I, I, TDN, TDN Radio is going to try to bring some of Piff live to you, the audience. And those of you who can make it, let's go, let's go to St. Lucia. From well, PIF takes place from the 13th of August to the 20th, as you heard. Um, let's go and support. Let's go see what what PIF offers and see how we can um, take an ember from them and start a fire in Dominica. And let's interconnect because the islands are so close that one movie, yeah. one movie can film in different islands, different scenes. So it's not even a competition. It's more of a, a collaborative effort, um, and, and, and everybody. I can have piece of that huge pie. You, you say it's a multi-trillion-dollar yeah. industry. It is a more, and also this year, as brother Anthony, we just confirmed it this week. There's there's a there's a web series that's gonna be that's gonna be launching from Trinidad. Five women. It's called the Beaumont Bellas. Okay, they're coming. They're coming to print this year. Wow. They come, we, I've been talking to them. They're coming to print. We're gonna be, we're gonna be showing the first episode at, of this web series that's gonna be um that's gonna be launched. So it's, it's a web series shot in Trinidad. And they come into PIF. 
I, we confirm that with them, and they come in. So we have a lot. We have a lot of things happening this year at Pitt, and, and it's not. And, and you know, it's not about me. I, I, people who are listening, please, it's not about me. It's about us as a team. It's gonna be. A, it's a team effort. And I, you know, my wife and I, we work very hard to make sure people understand that this is a, this is collaboration, because you know what, you come in, Anthony, gives us another another arm, okay. You have people who listen to you who don't listen to us. And we have people who listen to us who don't listen to you. So when we come together, our people start knowing more about each other and about the cross. We start cross-branding. And that's all, and that's all, and that's all we need, you know, is, is to connect Caribbean people, connect our resources, connect our efforts, and, and try to see how we can, we can all of us rise together, you know, on, on, on a very positive tide. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, and the thing is, for Anthony, we have the ability, we have the skills and talent. We have a lot of Caribbean people who have come to the U.S., got the, got the education, and went back home to build and to work back home. So we're not talking about starting something from ground scratch zero. We already have the people. We are starting a film festival. We did start pits from the ground, and we build it the way we wanted to build it to, to make sure the people of St. Lucia and the Eastern Caribbean benefit from that. And that's why we, I, I invited Yannick Hooper to come back this year. He was there with us last year. We invited him from Barbados. Chris Gittins is one of our instructors. He's from Barbados. He's coming in. So we have people, we have people coming in from different islands that's going to be working with. We have the five, we have seven people from Botswana coming in with us this year. Okay. We have people from Europe come. So we have a lot of people. And, and on top of that, we are showing film. And real quick before I want people I want people to do me a favor, Anthony, you listen, do me a favor. If they can't, please. The next time you go to a movie theater and you watch a film, a movie, stay there until all the credits run. Read those credits. Every name in that credit is a job. Okay? If you see those credits of uh, X-Men, the X-Men that came out a couple years ago, at the end of the movie, they told you 15,000 jobs was created in the making of one movie, X-Men. Now, that was for maybe for three months or for six months, but for three or six months, someone was able to pay their bills and take care of their family. But, but imagine, imagine what that would do to our economy. You know? <laughs> imagine 1,000 people getting a job. Um, imagine that. Yeah. You know, Saint Lucia has 160,000 people. So imagine, you know, imagine, that, and, and then, the, then you have the residue from that coming. But you no, know, people are going to come back. You know what? I, now I know, like you said, what happened in Dominica after, after Pirates of the Caribbean? People came in from the U.S. and bought land there. Land, yeah. So people, you know, I, people. I mean, I've been in a position so many times that I walk into a room, I'm the only loser in the room. Okay, and that's fine with me. That is something that you know what? There's a lot of untouched territory in this, on this in this country that people don't know about Saint Lucia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Dominica is so, quite a few steps behind St. Lucia in terms of promotion. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, we were with Dr. Dublin, you know, and, you know, I do a radio show in Dominica once a month. I do a radio show in St. Lucia once a month. is to connect these countries together because this is a collaboration. And those who are listening, it's a collaboration. It's not a competition. We're not trying to compete with Trinidad. We want to work with Trinidad because if we get Trinidad on board, we work with Trinidad, we work with Dominica, Grenada, St. Vincent, and Grenada. Guess what? When people come, they're going to see, they're going to see, Several countries working together. Each island is unique. So when they go to each island, they'll be able to shoot, shoot their scenes in a different way because each island is very unique to itself. Yeah, each island offers something different. I was talking to Sister Catherine, and she was talking about Montserrat. And because of the, vol- the volcanic destruction and, and now everything is starting to, to, to sprout again, um, mm-hmm. it provides perfect backdrop for certain types of movies. You know? yeah. so, so every island has something to offer that's uniquely Caribbean. Um, we, we've been blessed to to reside on what I call the best real estate on the globe, 
and then <laughs> we, have to, we have to start to use it, you know. If we don't use it, someone else is going to do it. And, you know, people, I always tell people, if you don't work with me, work with somebody. But you know what? Someone's going to come in. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. Someone's going to come in. And, I mean, look look what happened in Atlanta with Tyler Perry, what Tyler Perry's doing in Atlanta. Because of the, and, and look, now Marvel shoots the majority of their movies in, in Atlanta. Wow. Okay. That's a, now, and a real quick, Brother Anthony, Chicago. Chicago has five TV shows being shot there right now, right? There's Chicago PD, Chicago Med, Chicago Justice, Chicago Fire, and Empire. Now, people know Empire is supposed to be based in New York, but they shoot it in Chicago. There's five TV shows right now. There's five TV shows on television that's been shot in Chicago, the city of Chicago. You know how many jobs that is for those people in Chicago? How many TV, how many TV shows that's, yeah, how many, how many TV shows are shot in the Caribbean, the Eastern Caribbean? Exactly. And, and you know, we have this intrigue everybody writes about going on vacation in the Caribbean and somebody disappears or something happens and there's a murder mystery. Or you could easily say NCIS St. Lucia. <laughs> hey, NCIS, NCIS is the Caribbean. Exactly. You know, you, well, you know, it's kind of interesting you say that we actually work at, I'm working with um, a, a, a writer from St. Lucia, Demetrius Charles, and we are, we're writing a show right now. He's, he's in the process of writing a show for us that we want to actually shoot in the Caribbean. Yeah. And this is, a, this, is a, this is a series of, of movies. And, I, and, I, so, and I'm speaking with a sister who, who has been trying to organize uh, um, a real housewives of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm trying to put that together. I mean, but it, but it's television. And, and you know, quite honestly, when I go to the Caribbean, I see American TV. So if, instead of watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, I, if I'm in Dominica, I'd rather watch Real Housewives of the Caribbean than I'm in the Caribbean. And, and you and if you do that, you have you have how many islands in the Caribbean they they could move around, exactly. and every island is different. Exactly. I mean, it's 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 it's, 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 it's not this is not rocket science. It's so easy. You say, how come no one has done it yet? Right. And that's that's well, that's what that's the troubling thing to me. It's like why is no one? Because you know what? We are so you know, unfortunately we are so focused on tourism. We're not looking at it's a multi-trillion-dollar industry right there that we could add. We could add. And we're not talking. We're not talking about stopping tourism. We're talking about adding to tourism. tourism. You know. Let tourism be the beneficiary of all of this. Look at our sports. If we take our sports, for so many years we led the world in cricket. We we have decent soccer teams. We have good athletes. Um, why can't we have a Caribbean version of ESPN or you know? There's just as we think about it, there's just so much potential, and there's so much benefit for our people in 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 the film industry. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's seven minutes after nine o'clock and there's so much that we could still talk about. But I want, I want you to, to spend a little bit of our minute and let's talk about PIF. I know we talk about it for a while, but let's just encapsulate it. You know, PIF encourage people to come. We're going to have workshops. We have screen. We're going to be screening films. We're going to be shooting a music video. Let's just go for it and 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 give people yeah, a final summary of PIF to talk. Yeah, about. you know, and and the website is very easy for PIF. Piton P I T O N filmfest.org. All the information is on there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, August 13th to the 20th, we will be in San Lucia for PIF. We will be shooting a music video. We'll be doing classes. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna look to see what do we need to do. If you're off in the east and Caribbean, you need to be there. And that's the reality of it because, you know, what what we're doing, and what we're doing, Anthony, is actually connecting, like Carrie Fest, you know, 
connecting the Caribbean, but, you, but we're using the film industry to do it, which is a multi-trillion. I keep telling people it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. People don't, people don't stop and think about it, but when you think about all the things that happen, you know, Anthony, we're spoiled up in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. We're spoiled, but we get, we get tired of seeing them close the streets down to shoot a film. We don't have that issue in the Caribbean yet. We need to have them start closing streets down the Caribbean to shoot a film because someone's working. I mean, someone has a job. We have jobs happening. So Piff is, that's what Piff is going. Let's bring the, let's bring, my goal is to bring what, what Tyler Perry's doing in, in Atlanta, Georgia, is to bring that to the Caribbean. That's my goal. Well, certainly, and, and it's a very achievable goal. It's a, it's a high goal. It's a high bar. And you need all the support that, that you can get. So let me just tell you, you have an open mic. Uh, on TDN Radio, you have open mic on this weekend interview. If we want to come back on um, before PIF or 2017 or after PIF 2017 or both of them, even if not for the entire hour for 10-15 minutes on a, on a Wednesday night, uh, on a Saturday morning as well, we have some. We have, probably have some room on there as well. You you're quite welcome. If even if you cannot come yourself and you send us the info, we will we will certainly pass it on. Onto the audience, but as I as I expected, our, this conversation has been extremely. Um, I I don't really want to use the word entertaining, but I did enjoy it. It was informative. It was educational, and and so you know, as you, I know you're going to go full throttle, full thrust as as your as your deadline approaches. Um, for peeps, I want to wish you full strength and and say thank you so much for for coming on this weekend interview. Um, you know. Tell, give the listeners a last word. Let's encourage them again to, to look at the film industry as more than just a few people on stage acting, but, but something deeper that can actually change the lives of the Caribbean yeah. people. Yeah, you know, I, you know, Brother Andy, thank you so much. I thank you for the time. And like I said, the, the listeners, please feel free to contact me on the on the website. My email address is on there. You can contact me straight on the website, Piton, P-I-T-O-N, filmfestival.org. That is the website. You can definitely get me on there. And Brother Anthony, I look forward to seeing you in St. Lucia, man. We got some stuff coming coming down there. And, you know, with your voice on the island, it's going to help me connect with Dominica even stronger. So thank you so much. No, thank you. And, and I appreciate it. And we'll stay in touch. Definitely. I'm looking okay. forward to St. Lucia. Thank you. Okay. God, God bless. All right. Thanks. All right, listeners, as I promised you, this, this was a, a very um, exciting conversation. You know, PIF 2017 in St. Lucia from August uh, 13th to the 20th. Come if you can come. If you cannot come, TDN Radio is going to try to bring you some of it live. Uh, hopefully, you might even be able to get some some camera feed so we can bring you some of it on TDN TV. So stay tuned for that. Um, they're going to be shooting a video. They, uh, you know all this stuff. They go screening movies, running workshops, and it's something that we've spoken about before. But to really talk to uh, a knowledgeable and experienced person in the field who has been in the trenches working. He's been, um, you know, displaying, telling stories with, with his camera. Maybe maybe a steel camera to begin with, and now he's with um, motion picture. But telling stories, and that is what we have to look at movies at. We all grew up, the Caribbean culture is telling stories. And on a Sunday afternoon, we used to have stories on the radio. All of us grew up listening to Caribbean stories. Bra Nancy, you know, Bra Rabbit, all those other stories that we told as, as young people. The, the, the technology has provided us with different different media. And right now, 
this is what it takes to be able to film it. And we see so many people have phones on their camera and they take always shooting a video about something. But we can do it in a professional way and we can change all people's lives because we can provide them with work. And most importantly, we can capture and save our stories. We can capture and save our lives. And so we can have it for future generations to see. We can see the connections ourselves. When we see, when we look at what happened, what was taking place on film, we have a better idea. Things that we don't see while we're doing it, we see it when we play it back. And so we can analyze our behavior. We can analyze our attitudes. All of those stories that we can tell. And as Caribbean people, we need to do it in a collaborative effort, not a competition effort. So let me say good night. Um, you know, this is another episode of This Week in Interview, which is a production of tdnradio.net. Sam, our producer and engineer, always does an awesome job um, keeping all this technical stuff going. A uh, little bit of a sad note. I, I lost one of my very good friends last week, and she's going to be laid to rest on Friday. So my friends and family of my friend Marina, um, you know, my thoughts are with you. And um, pity I cannot be there at the funeral, but I'll be there in spirit for sure. So rest in peace. But um, listeners, it has been another exciting conversation, another episode, another installment of this week in interview. And I thank you for, for staying with me for, for the hour. And we'll do this again next week, Wednesday. Another exciting conversation this week in interview. Your homework. <laughs> I always want to call it homework. But you know, we like to leave the show with something that you can do. Go onto the website and learn about the um, film industry. His website is U-M-O-J-A, Umoja, Umoja, Ed Umoja. But the website is umojaphoto.com. You see all the work that he's doing. Um, you can find him on Facebook, Ed E-D, Umoja um, Herman uh, on Facebook. And of course, this has a Facebook page for the Piton International Film Festival that's taking place in St. Lucia, August 13th to the 20th. So let's do that. Let's see what we can support um, the work that he is doing. And um, a great shout out to all of you out there. We will do this again next Wednesday. Enjoy your weekend and good night. <music>